And now, live in studio, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. He's a successful entrepreneur, published author, top listing agent, a real estate and finance expert that goes to bat for you every day as a consumer advocate. Your host and the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Yes, you're listening to the Consumer Quarterback Show with Brandon Rimes. Brandon is out today. Your backup quarterback, James DeJerome, is in the chair. We are committed to providing you the same excellent program we always do here. It's about consumer advocacy on the Consumer Quarterback Show. We want you to be smarter in the marketplace. We want you to spend better and learn some tips that will make you a little more informed so that you can help others spend a little better. And that way, we'll all be stronger in the, in the marketplace. To that end, I've assembled some partners here that we're going to have some information for you. I've also got my staff. You know, we got Jose back there on the board for for 1380 that keeps us sounding good. Dimitri is our intern. You guys got to meet him last week. Well, he's doing a great job. And of course, Rob from WeBeam is our tech. So when you watch us on television, you're watching Rob's work and he does a great job. All those out there who want to watch us on television, listen to us on the radio, check out Binge TV. It's bingenetworks.tv. You can search the Consumer Quarterback Show there and you'll find us all the shows archived there for your viewing pleasure anytime you want. All that knowledge that we provide available to you anytime you want. Same thing on the website, consumerqb.com. We love them and uh, they take great care of us over there we also have a sponsor that we want to mention you know lucky dill has been our restaurant sponsor lately the lucky dill has done such a great job i usually you know i'm busy after the show i make a point of getting over there every time brandon says hey you want uh, yes I'm, I'm i'm in the car already don't worry about copying the files we'll do that later yeah. i'm gonna go get a sandwich so i'm gonna do that again today now that he's not here if you guys want to go i can take you on so awesome let's do it all right so lucky dill is restaurant sponsor of the show it's a great sponsor for us please visit, check them out uh, they do an excellent job over there all right in studio joining us today we have jason Cobol, long time friend of the program. Jason is the first guy to come in and tell us about PTSD is for first responders. I remember you came in and said, That's you know, right. there's not a lot of folks out there who are aware of that. Some of these folks have to uh, go to these horrific scenes, some of these crime scenes lately that are terrible, and they're not considered... Uh, they're not covered insurance-wise. For workers' comp, that's right. correct. Until recently, uh, a local firm that I know very well, the Bickler firm, uh, they were basically the front runners that you know, pushed the legislature and, and mm-hmm. the law passed. So now... You know, I think it should be expanded beyond the first responders because there's other individuals that see the horrific things and may not sure. physically touch or have an injury and still get the PTSD, but at least they're covered and they were not previously because the standard was previously, if you don't have a corresponding physical injury, you don't get a psych injury no matter what. And that, that uh, Pulse nightclub thing was so unbelievable, That's so really un- what outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the ambient, the medical, the technician, everyone that had to work that scene had some kind of takeaway from it. It was horrific. And then now there's some, at least some insurance coverage for these folks. Yeah, yeah. And that, that definitely righted the wrong, in my opinion. But now it still has to go a little further. Like, I, I represented a, a woman who was held at gunpoint for 20 minutes. And uh, she she had no physical injuries, but mm-hmm. she developed PTSD, and I wasn't able to get her covered because she didn't have a physical injury. And I, I think that's ridiculous. Sure. How could you not be traumatized? Yeah. So they got to push it a little further, but hey, that was a good step in the right direction. Right. So these are starting to consider that and starting to see that angle a little bit. Right. Now, you've done a bunch of stuff with workers' comp. Go into a little bit about workers' comp first, Jason. Sure. Um, well, you know, workers' comp, uh, a lot of people don't realize... It's not like a civil lawsuit. Like, all workers' comp clients, all right, or who are we suing? Mm-hmm. It's not really like that. When you get injured in the state of Florida while you're working, like it or not, you get forced into the system. Okay. And as the attorney, I'm merely their representative in a system that they're in with or without me. And, uh, you know, you have limited rights, limited benefits. You have to go to their doctors. Um, a lot of people don't realize uh, you have two years to file a claim. 
Uh, as long as, so for example, if you're at work, you get hurt, you reported it to your employer, they didn't do anything, and you lost that job, and that was like a year ago, and you still have some lingering problems, give me a call. You know, we have two years to file a claim. Right. Uh, if you started treating and uh, you went to the doctor and you haven't, or you, you've gone at least within the last year, your case is still active. So uh, I could get you a settlement. But what you get in workers' comp is medical care and lost wages. You don't get pain and suffering like you would get in, say, a civil case. Okay. We're going to get into a little bit more of that with Jason. I want to introduce the other guys in the studio today. Alex Lima, Black Belt Fitness. What's going on, Alex? Yes, sir. How's it going? Good to be back. I know you got all kinds of programs. We're out the other day, as a matter of fact, at Lucky Deal, having lunch with yeah. Brandon and his daughter. And she's telling me that she's a student now. Yeah, she uh, she started in my summer camp program that began in June. Uh, Brandon brought her by. She's like, "Hey, I'm going to put you into some, you know." So you think about I think of you know these guys knocking each other out, and here's this little girl, and she's learning all this stuff. It's amazing. Let me tell you, she's bad though because she's she's <laughs> she's an athlete. You know, right. Obviously, genetics. You know, right. she, she has athleticism in her blood, but uh, she is very good and skilled. Just got to get some of the. Uh, a little less cheerleader, more fight out of her. I got gotcha. you. Know, but she's great. She's well, good. I can imagine there's a challenge with kids, huh? It's not easy to get them to overcome their, you know, their, maybe they're a little scared of the, the whole concept. or Adults as well. Yeah. Adults as well. You know, there's a, mis- a big misconception that happens is people either think one way or the other. They either think martial arts and a gym is like, it's all meatheads and savages trying to beat each other up, or it's some, you know, Rex Kwando strip mall karate place <laughs> that isn't going to work and it's a waste of time. Right. There, there's a happy medium there where it's it's family friendly, but you can still learn how to you know be a savage. We're going to introduce you to Alex and all his programs here coming up. I want to introduce Dr. Doug Arvanitas, Pro Health. Dr. Doug's got all kinds of things going on. What's going on with you, Doc? Well, we're now into the, the uh, preseason for football, so we're keeping an eye on all of our guys that we had that we were taking care of for the combine. And if they get injured, we've got to get them back and ready to go so they can compete in the in the preseason. And then on top of that, we have the mixed martial artist guys who just competed in the contender series and did extremely well. Oh, yeah. We got a good story coming up. I want to, I want to touch on that when we get Dr. Doug in here because he's got he's got a, all kinds of local athletes that he works with, guys that you'll recognize on a national level as well. Uh, okay. So we've got great stuff, great show coming up for you. I want to go back to Jason a little bit and talk about some of the workers' comp things that we were getting into and, and also this Equifax breach. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a big deal. Um, back in 2017, there was a, a cyber attack on Equifax, and uh, they actually it affected 147 million Americans. Where they have your your name, your social security number, and, you know, and this that could be a problem. I mean, there could sure. be on the dark web. Who knows what's going right. on with that? But uh, you could actually go to their website right now because there was a, a class action lawsuit, and it was headed towards court, and they ended up coming to an agreement on a settlement. And in this settlement, it's and it's active right now. You could go to their website, and it, it'll ask you if you want to be uh, to inquire if you're included in this uh, settlement. All you got to do is answer a few simple questions, give me your name, social security number, and immediately we'll tell you if you're a class member. And like I said, pretty much more than about 55, 60 percent of the country has been affected. Can you imagine? Yeah. And if you are, you automatically you get to choose what you want. You mm-hmm. can get one hundred and twenty five bucks sent to you immediately or you could get four years of uh, credit free credit monitoring with all three credit bureaus. And uh, But just go to the website, see if you qualify. If you have any questions or concerns, give me a call. If you think you should qualify and you don't see your name on there, let me know. Right. There's things you could do. But yeah, it's a big deal. It's real easy, especially if you want a quick 125 bucks. I was going to say, everyone's opting for the money because they're the ones who lost your information. So now you're going to go back and get more service from them. Right. And reinvest with them. Let's get three more years of you giving out my information. I know. I agree. <laughs> That's what I 
I would do personally. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, uh, we have William Crowley and other folks on that talk about credit a lot on the program. And one of the misnomers is that they're on your side. A lot of these folks are gathering your information and then they're selling it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so bad. They're making money on you twice. Exactly. Yes. So Good you, point. you need to make sure that you have your information and know who has your information. Yep. And then what, do you, what is your recourse? You said just give you a call if you feel like you might be impacted? Well, yeah. Well, if you want to go through their site... It's an autom- It's a settlement. So right now, and while the the funds haven't been all uh, dispersed, you know you could easily. I had a friend do it. Mm-hmm. Submitted his claim. He said he was he qualified. Boom! A couple weeks of God's money. One hundred twenty five bucks. And any future actions that result as a as a identity theft or any future credit issues you might have that are going to fall back on this good event. Question, good point. You have you also have the option to opt out. So that's why another way to do if you don't want to do the quick route and just mm-hmm. go to their website, you go to an attorney or someone who's special to come to call me up. Right. And, uh, you know, we'll pull your credit reports, take a look, see if that is it affected you now. Right. You know, see what the situation is, because you also have the option. If you don't like those options, you could opt out and then you're not included in that settlement. And then if something comes up, you get to sue them. Otherwise, that might be a problem. Mm. I wonder how many of these breaches, I mean, obviously it's it's a problem, but how many times does it result in a catastrophic financial loss for one party? You yeah. know? I don't know the exact percentages, but not that often. Right. You know, if you, I had to guess. I, I, these guys farming this information are, are turning it around. They're not necessarily trying to kill each account. They're trying to sell the whole exactly. caboodle to somebody that's going to use It's very valuable to say, right. gosh, I have 147 million IDs and Social Security numbers, you know, wow. as a whole. Wow. So, yeah. all right. So, uh you always do, uh, you know, have a bunch of stuff for us when you come on the show, Jason. One thing I want to ask you about is your casino game. Ha, awesome, man. Oh, I'm very happy. Uh, like uh, I told you last time, I think uh, it was an idea I came up with when I was 20 years old. Right. And it just sat in my head for 20 years. And then I had a, a guy, ironically, come see me about uh, a law, a legal case where he was getting sued by a major casino because he was stealing their intellectual property. Okay. And he was. <laughs> so I said, I don't want your case. Now, what, he was trying to invent a game that was based on a game they already had? Right. Okay. And I said, I don't want your case. But uh, I tell you what, I invented a game 20 years ago and he makes apps. So I said, why don't you make an app of my game? Because nobody owns the rights to that. You know, okay. I, mean, I could tell you that's for sure. And we'll see if we can get it into a casino. I didn't even think he would say yes because I didn't really want to spend the money on it. At that <laughs> right. time. He said yes. We tried to get in the casino. So far, we got it in two. So, and, and how long, you know, how did they structure it? It was 2015 is when we okay. first released the app. And then since then, it's very tough. Like each state, you have to apply for a license. Like Pennsylvania was 15000 and it took two years. Uh, Mississippi was like five months and 1000 hmm. Washington was like five months and, and 2000 So they're all different. And now in those states, I get to lease my the rights to my game to the for the physical table game to the casinos like four or five hundred a month right. per table so if you see it in every casino one day then you know I made it what's the name <laughs> casino over under so so casino over under that's it yeah okay. and it's a simple counting game uh, aces are always 11 other than that the card values are just like blackjack after you see your first card of three you're going to get three you have to determine if your three card total is going to be over 23 or under 18 if you're right you win your whatever you bet well, sounds easy you're making simple. millionaires out there that's it not, not exactly <laughs> you already know behind the scenes exactly how how many winners you're going to get. You cannot you? beat the system. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's if you play it perfectly, which isn't hard, which is if you get a six, you bet the over. If you bet five, you bet under and never fold. Uh, that's optimal play. You'll have an advantage of uh, the house will of about 2%. Okay. So, yeah, in the long run, you're going to lose, but, you know, it's still fun. Now, Same when you're trying to get check. this in the different casinos, you're pitching them the, the, the back end. 
Well, yeah. I mean, no, I, I pitch. It's tough because there's a limited amount of games on each in each casino. Uh-huh. Uh, so I have to get that to competing. convince them sure, I see. to pull like you know their third backup blackjack table right. and replace it with my game, which they, you know a lot of them never heard of. So it's not an easy sell. And I am you know an outsider. Right. I mean, they have these big gaming companies. Sure, they have staffs of people that think up new games and and that pitch them. So it's a little difficult, but I love it, man. I can imagine wherever there's big money, there's going to be a lot of people sniffing around trying to figure out yeah, the best way to get it's it. Fun. And, you know, years ago, the guy who came up with uh, three-card poker, I think he sold it for like, I don't know, nine million or Oof, something like that. So, yeah, that's the dream. <laughs> Jason Coble, Coble Law. Check him out. He's got tons of information for you and a wealth of information about the Bay Area as well. Uh, we'll come right back. We're going to check out with uh, Alex Lima, Black Belt Fitness. Dr. Doug is here from Pro Health. Stay with us. ConsumerQB, ConsumerQB.com. Hey, this is Grant Cardone, and you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show, hosted by my friend Brandon Ryan. Do not touch that dial. I'll come right to the radio and grab your throat. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. Hey, Brandon Rimes here, host of the Consumer Quarterback Show, national syndicated radio and TV show. We are looking for local area business expert contributors for our show. If you'd like to be considered, reach out at ConsumerQB.com, submit a form at ConsumerQB.com, or call 813-670-7372. We're interviewing for expert contributors for our program, 813-670-7372. Hey, Brandon Rimes here. I'm a top 1% realtor in the United States with Keller Williams Realty, the number one real estate company in the world. We're looking for buyers, sellers, and investors that would like to work with our top team in the area. Reach out at ConsumerQB.com. Just submit an email form at ConsumerQB.com or give us a call or a text at 813-670-7372. Call or text 813-670-7372 and we will help you win in negotiations with your real estate deals. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. Welcome back. This is the Consumer Quarterback Show with Brandon Rimes. Brandon is out today. you got James DeJerome as your backup quarterback. We spent the first segment visiting with Jason Coble, a bunch of cool stuff about uh, PTSD for first responders. We talked a little bit about workers, workers' comp and Equifax, the breach, how it may affect you as an individual, and also his, con- his casino game. We're going to shift gears now and go to Alex Lima, Black Belt Fitness. Alex is not just a teacher and runs a, a, a studio where he's got folks coming in to learn a lot. He also trains and is headed down to Miami for something. Tell I am, about uh, but real quick before we get on that, I actually wanted to thank you for being a um, an advocate for first responders with PTSD. A lot of people don't know. Um, yeah. I, I've been a first responder for over tw- uh, 12 years. I'm going on 13 years. I was a firefighter paramedic with Hillsborough County Fire Rescue, and I still serve as a medic. I pick up shifts when I can, so I'm, I'm, I'm really big about that. I still got brothers and sisters that serve. Yeah. So. I, th- I found this issue to be awesome. striking that there was no uh, no insurance coverage for these it's folks. It's crazy. Yeah, and, and like how they tried to, uh, you know, the, the post-9-11 cancer, like how they had to try to get mm-hmm. rid of the funding for mm-hmm. that. Like yep. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a shame. You know, we got to keep those folks in mind. They're out there doing every single day, putting their life on the line. and Seeing then when, horrific things. Yeah. And know? then when they come back, we, we're going to say, no, we can't cover that. That's just not right. No, it's not. we got to do the right thing there all right Alex tell me about black belt fitness now yeah man uh so we're going on uh we've been uh 
little over a year at our new location. We've actually kind of outgrown it. We're looking for an even bigger location okay. now. Actually, I have Brandon and some of his team uh, working okay. on that, trying to. You're find not far from spot. here, though, are you? No, Waters and Benjamin Road. Okay. Yeah, not far from the AMC Veterans uh, Movie Theater. So it's a great location. Yeah. I just I need a bigger space. I need gotcha. more parking now. Is where okay. we're at. But um, classes yeah, kids the kids that take the summer school already wrapped up. We just finished it this past Friday. We did every Friday. We were we had a, the week long of training, and then on Fridays we were going on field trips. And uh, so we took the kids uh, bowling, bought them some pizza and stuff for our last field trip. There you day. go. Get your kid out of the house in the summer. Give them something good to do. Absolutely. And every field trip that we did had a physical element to it as well. You know, we went out and played physical. We were laser tag and playing bazooka ball. We went to the park and we were playing football and frisbee. Like everything was physical. It was gotcha. nothing, not, not at all this summer did these kids just sit around and just play video games and stuff. I'm sure they like that better anyway. Yeah, yeah. They love it. Now, tell me about this trip to Miami. Uh, so, um, I'm not somebody that believes that I know everything. In fact, I know I know I keep growing by training with people that are you know essentially better than I am. So every chance I get to get with uh, experts in certain fields, uh, I, I take it. This past Saturday, I did a four-hour uh, leg locking seminar with some pro fighters, guys in the UFC, Bellator, things like that. And um, next week, I'm going down to Miami to visit family, but I have a training camp booked while I'm there. I'm going to be training with a this guy named Daniel Perez. He's um, there's a fighter named Damian Maya. Okay. He is probably one of the greatest jujitsu fighters on the planet and he in my opinion has the best jujitsu for mixed martial arts when it comes to a situation where you're allowed to strike and it's a full fight um and it's uh daniel perez is his first american black belt it's the only american uh, in florida that was bestowed a black belt by him so the guy's the real deal wow. the guy doesn't just give out belts so i love the idea of him. going to train with him because you know as a as a video instructor for athletics my whole life I, there's so much value in watching how somebody does what they do but you got to learn how they selected that you know what i mean when for he sure. knows when to when to do what he does for sure. not just how to do it Especially when it comes to things like this, it's so much more intricate than people think. People, you know, when you watch on TV and you're like an uneducated fan and you're watching, you think they're just grabbing an arm and they're bending it. Essentially, that is what you're doing when you're doing a submission. You're taking a joint and you're bending it in the direction it's not supposed to go. But the intricacies that it takes to get to those positions, mm. the timing, I mean, it's, you know, it's chess, not checkers. It yeah. is a high level game. When and how, you know, that, yeah. that, it's the same. Any time. sport. Yeah. I was going to say Absolutely. wrestling as a kid. I remember just when, you know, when to shoot, kind of kind of figuring out how timing, to get in there. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about uh, working with young kids. We, as a coach, you've got to try to overcome natural fears they might have, or something they may not want to be physical or, or strike somebody. And then, what about the kids? You got to calm down. Some kids they want to fight too soon. They don't want to go through all the training steps. So, oh, as yeah. a teacher, you're a val eval of a kid. How do you kind of get a feel for what, what level to put them on or where they're at? Well, what I do is I keep reminding them that it's not all about fighting because obviously they, you know, the adrenaline starts pumping. These kids are running around. They're seeing me do all this cool stuff. And, you know, the reality is they look up to me. So right. they see me doing right. these things. They watch videos of me fighting, taking guys down and, you know, dominating. They want to do that stuff. Right. But I'm like, you know, it's baby steps. You got to remember, it's not all about fighting. One thing that's missing in a lot of uh, training places nowadays is they do just emphasize on the, the fighting aspect of it and the actual martial arts, like, you know, the, the respect, the discipline. Mm. You know, my kids, for example, in, at my gym, they have to maintain a certain grade point average as well in order to be part of the team. Okay. And they have to maintain at least a B average. If they start slipping, they're on a probation. They will not be allowed to attend training sessions. They can sit there on the mat, but they cannot perform and, and, and play, basically. That's a good um, so policy. I make sure because my goal is not just to make good athletes and fighters. I want to make better people. I want to make leaders. I want one of the kids that I'm training to one day be the governor or the president or right. something. You know, that's my goal. So talk about the confidence they gain through this. You know, I, I can imagine you you become a better fighter or you you want to acquire skills. But what about your self confidence? You know, now you feel like I'm I'm a little bit more prepared for the world. Absolutely. I mean, well, first off, the workouts are tough, and you know, playing football, wrestling, mm. stuff like that. A tough workout builds your mental fortitude right. and it gives you more confidence. You're like, man, I've survived that Saturday practice. I can do anything. That's you right. Know? 
so you take that and then you add the element of competing in in, uh, in in combat against another human being and then seeing victory, seeing, you know, coming up. I mean, to walk around knowing you can defend yourself if you have to, there's just a level of confidence that comes with it that's unmatched. Yeah, I agree that yeah. the one on one thing, you know, I was in team sports my whole life. Winning in a wrestling match when it's just you and somebody else and you pin somebody, yeah. man, that is a that's a satisfying feeling. Like you, you won. Sure, you practice as a team, but when you go out there and perform, it's one on one, and you can't blame all the receiver. <laughs> it's all on you, buddy. That was all your that's game true. while you were there. You know, well, the coach made me fall down backwards. <laughs> I hate that's, that coach. Yeah, that happen. was you, man. Yeah. Yeah. What else is going on over there now? When the school year starts, you don't have the, the camp per se, but you still have kids all the time. I still have kids classes and adult classes and personal training sessions available year round. So year round. And no, age is no no barrier here. Um, so right now, my youngest kid is like five years old. We do five and up. Um, actually, my, my youngest, I'm sorry, is six years old. We had a five year old, but they took a break. Um, so six years old and up. I'm looking at when I come back from this training tip trip um, of starting like a, a, a four to five year old class, three to five year old, okay. as long as the kid is um, potty trained right, you know, right. and start at least getting them learning some fundamentals, but that'll be like a 30 minute class. It's, it's hard to do that for a full hour yeah. with children that small. You know? Amazing. Now before the, before the segment, Dr. Doug was talking about an athlete that he worked with that you guys that crossed over. Was it with a fighter guy that you had seen? Yeah. It's a yes. local boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell me about him, Doug. Well, his name is Long Cruz, and I've been treating him for about nine or ten years in my office. And he's a local fighter, and he's I've trained with him when I was working out with Matt Arroyo, yeah. and just he's the nicest kid you'll ever meet. How old life. is he? He's he's twenty nine, so he's okay. not a kid, okay. but to me, my right, age, right, he's right. a kid. <laughs> all of us here. Right, right. <laughs> so he um, he's got some fights. He's had some great success. He had a record of seventy two, but he got the invitation to be on the Contender Series, which is Dana White's series. Right, and he gets paired with a fighter, and if he wins that fight then he has the opportunity to get a UFC contract. And not only did he do well in that fight, we knocked the guy out with 26 seconds left in the fight, turned to Dana and said, sign me. And Dana said, yes, on the spot, sign me. Can't be there. No. So he's got a uh, four-fight contract now. No kidding. It was definitive. It was a flying knee. I flying knee, perfect. I mean, it yep. was. It's it's going to be a highlight reel finish for a long well, time. So yeah, that's you got to be pretty confident to pull that off, right? You go to a move like that, or sometimes you just go for broke. It's a hail mary. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to bring it. Let's see what happens. See. <laughs> you know, and, and yeah. it was the number one highlight on Sports Center mm. in the yeah, top ten. He's been making news. So what's the next step for a kid like that? What does he do? He he has a, no, he has a contract in place. They they make them fights for him. Matchmaker. Mm-hmm. Typically, what happens is a matchmaker, even at the lower lower tier, not the UFC, a matchmaker will call me up and they'll be like, "We've got um, a fight on whatever September 9th and we have uh, this guy from this gym, this guy from this. Do, are you interested in fighting any of these guys? Or hey, do we we have a potential uh, belt, you know, a title fight for you? Will you be ready by this day? Can you make this weight? You know, and that's so how it goes. much like boxing. You've got to build yourself up, you build a record up, and build, an, and, and then you kind of get a shot. I mean, mm-hmm. typically twenty fights in or so. How many fights do you think makes? It depends. The only, only thing that really makes a difference is um, in uh, the state of Florida, you need to have at least five amateur fights with a winning record in order to go pro. Before it wasn't like that. You didn't even have to have an amateur fight. You can be go pro your first fight, and then they realized that was terrible. Guys were getting hurt mm-hmm. doing that. I wanted to ask so. you a little bit about how how disjointed boxing is with the WBA and the WBC and the IBA. All these different com- too many belts. Yeah, many it titles. makes it who's a little difficult. Champ? Yeah. So in your world, it seems a little more straightforward in terms of who's the champion and who's to fight who. To an extent, but like you know, like if you look at the UFC, which we mentioned because. It's the most well-known brand, right, as far as mixed martial arts goes. But they say, you know, their light heavyweight champion is the world champion. But then you have an organization in Japan that says that, that is the world champion. Okay. So there's still, still other organizations okay. claiming that they are the world champion. So who's really the world champion here? And, and weight classes relate to boxing? About the same amount? They're a little different. 
they're a little different. Uh, one thing that I like about the Japan, I'm a big fan of the Japanese, the overseas fighting. Okay. Um, one thing that I like about Japan is they're kind of anti-weight cutting for the safety of the fighters. So fighters have to fight at their normal weight as opposed to where like in America, UFC, mm-hmm. you know, Everybody I cuts. can be 190, 195 pounds, make 170 and then rehydrate and blow back up. That's not good for your body over time. Same thing with wrestling. You know, it's huh. not good long term to do that to your body. The, in Japan, they make you um, fight very close to your weight. You can, you can only be like within five pounds of like a weight cut, which is very safe to do. Okay, we're going into a break now. We're going to come back and, and visit with these guys more. I'm fascinated by the subject of mixed martial arts and also Dr. Doug and all the different athletes he works with and some of the things he's had a personal experience he's going to share with us as well. So come back. It's the Consumer Quarterback Show. We're going to keep giving you that good information, and we got a feel-good story for you. Uh, i got a story about the blood donations in El Paso. It's really cool. So come on back. Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. Hey, this is Jarek Robbins. You are listening to the Consumer Quarterback Show with Brandon Rimes. Please do what it takes to learn all that you have to to live the life you want to live. Live it fully and find a way to give it by paying it forward to others. Get in touch with Brandon online at ConsumerQB.com. listening to the consumer quarterback brandon rhymes cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in tampa bay online at consumerqb.com that's right. ConsumerQB.com is your home for finding out all our partners and where you can get in touch with them and go back and uh, visit with them about some of this great information they're providing you today. We spoke with Jason Coble, Coble Law, in the first segment. Then we had Alex Lima from uh, Black Belt Fitness talk a little bit about what he's doing. We had Dr. Doug come in and talk about an athlete he's worked with. I want to get Dr. Doug Arvanese from Pro Health one more time and tell me what's going on over there. I know you, before we get into your issue, which I'm interested in, uh, tell me about this, some of the fighters that you've worked with over there. Oh, boy. I've been seeing fighters both in the boxing realm and then also the MMA realm since 2002. My very first boxer was Antonio Tarver. Okay. And we all know him, five-time right. champion and and uh, never been knocked down, never been knocked out. His gloves touched the canvas one time, I, yeah. I believe it was. So mm-hmm. great guy, movie star. Smash Isn't Roy Jones. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> first first guy to, to knock out Roger. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is there a particular thing you see in boxers or fighters injury-wise that they come in with? Lots of shoulders. Um Neck. Lots of shoulders and neck injuries. And now, believe it or not, their strong side ankle. Now, Tarver was a younger... How old was he when he... I mean, couldn't, he's not that old now, is he? He's, to me, he's in his upper 40s, I think. Okay. Yeah. He's in his 40s. Okay. Yeah, he's up in his upper 40s. Which is an old... But he was still yeah, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Heavyweight, I thought, at last I saw. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the problem with that is no one's going to give him a fight. Because if you're an up-and-coming fighter, and you're fighting a, a guy who's 48 years old... Right. And you beat him, you, no, you beat? no advantage, right? Okay. Yeah. And now if he beats you, you're done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the chances are he's going to beat you. Right. He's yeah, really he's good. He's still got the skills. Yeah. Right. He's amazing. Now he's coaching his son. And his son is 5-0 and or 6-0, and I believe. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, yeah, no kidding. Good up-and-coming fighter. Antonio you, Tarver Jr. Did you put him on that? What's that device you got for the back over there? Uh, the spinal decompression yeah, yeah. table. He hasn't needed that. Okay. <laughs> Everybody loves that thing, though. They do. And I, I told you that story of the NFL guy who was a seven-year veteran who herniated a disc three weeks before camp last year. And 
And so we couldn't let anybody know about that. So we put him on the table five days a week, twice a day, and he made the 53-man roster, and he was in the playoffs last year. That's such relief. You know, that's such a thing, that, that mm-hmm. compression in your back. Boy, ouch. Especially when you have a bulging or herniated disc, and it creates that negative pressure inside, and it pulls it back in. Got him right back. That's awesome. Tell me about yourself. Now, you had you had a knee issue last time we visited, right? Last time I was here, I had a torn meniscus and a fragment went in between the um, the uh, the tibia and the medial ligament. So they had to go in and pull that out. So recovered from that really well. Waited six weeks, and then we did stem cell in there. Now, wait a minute. So after the procedure, six weeks, and then you did the stem cells? Yeah. Had to wait six weeks, let all the swelling and inflammation get out of there, and uh, let's just let everything heal and then hit it with stem cell. Now, is that an option for ligament? I mean, no matter what issue in the knee, you can still do stem cell to uh, help recovery? You can, but sometimes it may be better to do PRP than stem cell. It just depends on what the injury is. Okay. And when it comes to a meniscus and you want regrowth, then you want that stem cell in there because it's going to attach to the stem cell is going to attach to the meniscus, and then that's going to help rebuild that meniscus. Doc, why are there so many different uh, evaluations of meniscus? I've heard no big deal. You don't need it. Get rid of it. I've heard uh, six to eight weeks. Uh, Stamkos was two and a half months or something when he did his meniscus. It depends on the degree of it the depends tear. on the torn degree. mine, too. Yeah, the yeah. degree of the tear and where it was torn, whether it's by the edge where there's good blood flow or whether there's not, whether they have to just remove that one piece like a hangnail or whether they have to go in there and dart it to save that meniscus, which now you've got to be uh, non-weight-bearing for six weeks. Right. So that was the difference. He wanted. He opted for full recovery, wanted the, the ligament intact and fully recovered. That's why the long... Correct. Because pulling it out seems like a no-brainer. If you don't need it, take it out. Well, but you do need it. Down okay. the road, you need it because that's that cushion in between your, your two bones. So, like right now, I have 100% on the lateral side of both of my knees, but I only have 40 to 50% on the medial side. Once that goes, now it's bone on bone, and now you're a candidate for knee replacement you. surgery. So only Ronnie Lott kind of thing is the one you don't need it. Dude, they say get right. a, cut your finger off. Right. He's the only one who's going to consider it. Exactly. Okay. All right, so what else is going on with uh, athletes? You, I know you get them ready for the combine. I'll take I'm a football-centric guy. What other seasons or what do you see in terms of what comes in the office during the year? Well, we have every we, – we, we see 22 different sports. So we have different seasons coming in all the time. And right now – um, we're still doing football. The right. combine's done, but now we're in preseason, and we have a few guys that are injured that we have to get right back in there so they can make the roster. Um, you know, we're in the middle of baseball season, so we're seeing some of the baseball guys, and it's, it's just nonstop. Right now, we've got several volleyball players, high school volleyball players. Um, you know, season's getting ready to start for football for high school, so we're mm-hmm. getting ready to see them. It's just nonstop with the athletes. I'm telling you, I saw this uh, program about. Uh, preseason physicals and whatnot, getting your athletes ready for camp. And some some teams are opting to do full-body MRI. Some universities, of course, that have the money, are trying to do a full-body MRI now uh, as part of your incoming physical as a freshman because they miss so many of these heart uh, regurg or you know an issue with your heart that it doesn't show until stress and you have an issue in, during training with somebody. Right. And, and I've seen that, but you just you never know. And I don't even know if a, a full-body MRI is going to show any of that. Yeah. In, in fact, they in the, in the documentary, they talked about a young man who went through the full-body MRI and still had an issue. You, uh, that was undetected through the MRI and only only showed up during training. Right, you just never know. So you got to be aware. You got to have uh, a plan to have a doctor on file, and that would be Doctor Doug here in Tampa Bay. Where's your office in Carrollwood? Right? No, it's right on Del Mabry, five blocks south of Kennedy, right ac- almost across from the new LA Fitness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, nice. That new LA Fitness is pretty sharp over there. It is. Now I know we talked before with Jason about the relationship between doctors and lawyers. So if you have a, an issue and you need to, to uh, seek a lawyer for an accident or some issue you might have, that doctor element is critical. Absolutely. There's a timing portion. There's a timing portion uh, as far as the PIP. 
you have to see a doctor, an MD, within 14 days of your accident. Because if you don't, that's the difference between having 10,000 in PIP and 2,500. Okay. But even more so than that, like if my client is going to a doctor that I don't know or I can't communicate well with, it's like a completely different case than one where I have a good relationship with the doctor because, you know, I know what the limits are. I know mm-hmm. what the doctor's plan is. And it's very important because, you know, you don't want to get a case where you put all the money in the doctor's pocket and nothing in your clients, or you get a situation where you let the bills get out of hand and then you ruin the relationship with, with mm-hmm. your uh, doctor. So and because of the timing right. aspect, uh, you got to make sure that doc knows exactly what you're doing and so forth. Yeah, it's definitely, it's very important that there's a good relationship there. Right. You have to have those open lines of communication. Yep. What do you find when someone comes in and has that delay? Everyone says, I'm fine. I know, no, I'm fine. And then three, four days later, it's a neck or something in the back. What, I mean, what? Uh, it depends on the se- severity of the accident because I've had people come in and can barely move. Okay. And they're in tears. I had a girl, uh, she was just in our office today, but six months ago, she got involved in an accident. And, and we had seen her for her previous accident where she had to have surgery. And she had gotten involved in this new accident with her husband, and they both came in for examination. And, and when I went to actually start to her exam, I didn't like the way she was breathing. I didn't like the way she was sounding. Everything she was saying, something wasn't right. Hmm. And she said she had gone to an urgent care to get checked out right after the accident, and they took x-rays. And I said, no, something's not right. I'm going to call your orthopedic surgeon who did your surgery, and I want you to go over to see him right now. And so I called him. He said, tell her to come straight over. She went over. He took more films than the urgent care did and found out that the hardware in her neck had broken. Mm. She was in surgery the next day. Man. Oh, my gosh. So what, what were the circumstances? What would have happened, Doc? Undetected. She, some, some event happens. She gets jostled. Or, and then. Well, yeah. In that case, if let's say I, I didn't see those signs mm. and I just want to go adjust her. We could have really hurt her. Really yeah. could have hurt her. So paying attention not just to what they're telling you, but all their signs and how they're answering your questions and how they're breathing and, and looking at their eyes and seeing everything and putting all this together. And just, there's no way we we're going to touch her. We wanted her straight to go to the. And we say yeah. that as a medic too. You know, you always uh, treat the patient, not the monitor, because the mm-hmm. monitor heart rate might say it's fine or whatever. But you're looking at that like you can't fake sick. If you mm-hmm. look when someone's truly having a heart attack or something, or they're having some true right. emergency, you can't fake that. Mm-hmm. They're not faking that. There are signs of the way they're breathing, the way mm-hmm. they look. Absolutely. Yeah. Dr. Doug, we had a, a couple of different stories in the past with uh, athletes or people that acted like they're not hurt. You know, they, the first, they, I'm not hurt. You can't hurt me. And then they secretly, they don't want to tell you. And then it turns out to be something that could have been less or mitigated if we just treated it initially. So uh, a small, uh, I had an issue with, this was a kid with a bone spur that never wanted to say, never wanted to come off the field, never. And finally he had loose bodies floating around and it became an issue for him that became a more serious issue because we let it go. Right. And the good thing about that, at least with our clinic, is I've developed such a relationship with our athletes that they know they can tell me everything. That doesn't mean I'm going to go straight back to their coach and tell them everything that's going on. But that's the difference between the the Buccaneers have their own team chiropractor. All the teams out there do. Right. And I don't want that position because the the players won't talk to them. Right. The chiro is a friend of mine. He's a great chiro. But he says they never talk to him ever when they get on the table. But I still see half the players. They come and tell me everything that's going on. So then I can really help them out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I developed that really good relationship with them. And another thing is they trust me a little bit more because I was an athlete and I was there compared to this guy who's never played football, not even high school, college level and the pro level. So 
I, I develop that relationship. They know they can trust me. I've seen the scouts come in and want they go right to the trainer. That's the first one they want to go. Who's in the training room all the time? What's so th- that relationship between you as an athlete and your trainer? It needs to be solid where mm-hmm. you can trust each other and be honest because he's the one they're they're going to want to know all your medicals. That's Absolutely. the first thing they do. They go to the doctor and say, "Tell me about this kid." Well, and a lot of times we have the agents come in with the players and they want to know too, so they can prepare and see exactly what's going to happen down the road. Right, because they they're going to get hit on that in some interview right. somewhere. That's their investment. Absolutely. It makes sense. Now, uh, if you're out there and you want to see, you got an issue and you want to see pro health, what's the best way to get in touch with you, Doc? Call the office, 813-304-2120. Is there a, uh, an age limit? Do you ever, I mean, you see little kids. Oh, we see little kids. Uh, I actually adjusted my son at one day old because he had a little breathing issue. But we there's no age limit. Okay. I, didn't think I believe I saw on your Instagram, didn't you help a dog out? <laughs> Am I making this? We saved a dog? He well, saved a dog, man. Wow. Nice. I didn't save a dog. No, no, no. no. He had arthritis. No, he saved a dog. No, 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 I didn't save a dog. But no, it, it's a friend of mine's dog. Right. And he has this nice little head tilt, and now it's straight. How about that? So <laughs> awesome, right? That's anything cool. bothering you, don't don't pretend like it's not hurting. Go see a Dr. Doug. He'll get you straightened out. Now, uh, you and Jason uh, worked together uh, before. Have you ever worked? Yep. With- yes. Yep. Okay. Actually, recently, yep. So that communication, we talk about that line of communication between the attorney and the doctor, it's critical. Mm-hmm. And once you guys are established, then the timing issues and the patient's more comfortable talking to both of you because they know that you know what's going on. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's, that's I can see that. Everybody. That's critical. Yep. All right, Doc, what else is going on over there? You got any specials, anything coming up, anything we should know about from ProHealth? Mm, well, if anybody needs sports physicals, we mm-hmm. do the sports physicals. Do you work do with full high schools or teams? Oh, I do. I work with Plant High School. I do their football, their softball, and their, I'm sorry, football, soccer, and wrestling. I do Armwood football, and I do uh, Jesuit, wow. some of their football, and okay. some of their soccer. So right here in the Tampa Bay area, Dr. Doug Arvanita's Pro Health. Make sure you see him if you have any issues. We're going to come back and tell you something positive here in our positivity segment, and we're going to close up the show with some summaries from our guys. Stay with us. Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. This is work done, and you're listening to the Real Estate Quarterback Show, hosted by my man, Brandon Rhymes. To get in touch with Brandon... Call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. Ian Beckles here with my man, Brandon Rimes, a.k.a. the Real Estate Quarterback. Brandon, what's happening with the market? Thanks, Ian. We are in a low inventory market, so any of our listeners are homeowners and would like a free comparable market analysis or a 2.5% listing, we will honor this for the first three listeners who call or text in 813-773-1253, free CMA, and a 2.5% real estate listing at 813-773-1253. Check out PlatinumMVPRealty.net. Platinum MVP. MVPRealty.net. Brandon Rhymes here, owner of the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. We want to offer a rent versus own analysis to anyone renting. Text the word rent in the amount of rent that you're paying to our consumer advocate hotline, 813-670-7372. Text the word rent in the amount of rent that you're paying to 813-670-7372. We're going to hook you up with a rent versus own analysis and break it down how easy we can get you into home ownership with 100% financing options available. Consumer QB.com. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813 670 7372. 
Welcome back. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback Show with Brandon Rimes. Brandon is out today, so James DeJerome, your backup quarterback, is in the chair. Brandon is committed to telling you something positive. That's something we're going to do every single show. And to that end, i got a positive story for you coming out of El Paso. You know, some of these uh, tragedies that we're experiencing really uh, go a long way to uncovering heroes in our local community. So the blood centers in El Paso uh, are a critical part of this re- recovery from this uh, tragedy. And one of the things they need is donations. And the actual blood centers are overwhelmed by the hundreds of people that stood in a 101-degree sun for hours on Saturday just in order to donate blood in El Paso. You know, the news station reported that the donation centers are currently overwhelmed. They're asking donors to schedule their appointments because they're being overwhelmed by uh, people looking to donate. Uh, Local news stations and Twitter users are sharing videos and photos of the crowd. We have folks that are saying that, look, these people are angels. They're just angels come by and handing out food and water, hats and umbrellas. This was not organized, just a random people that picked up stuff that had to, had to, wanted to contribute came to those waiting in line. Uh, this doesn't mean that the blood shortage is over. Uh, KVIA, the station out there, notes, this is an ongoing situation. The hospitals will need more donations as they treat patients. But they went out of their way to recognize the response by the community. And I just think that's the kind of you know thing that we need to reinforce, so that people come to the rescue in a situation like that. It's tragedy and it's awful, but it, it will uncover the heroes in your community. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we talked earlier about PTSD for first responders. I couldn't imagine these poor folks that were at both the uh, concert in Vegas and at this event in California that were witness to it twice. And, of course, Thomas King, a friend of the program from Florida Firearms, said, I bet they were more prepared than anybody else. The second time they heard that first shot at the second event, they took action. And incredible as it seems, knowledge is power. And yeah, if, until you're prepared for that situation, as horrific as it may be, you're able to respond and assist others much more rapidly if you have a plan in place. Training saves lives. Experience is yeah. what's going to help you every time. Absolutely. I couldn't imagine being in that situation, but like we talked about, Jason, the first responders, they certainly deserve uh, insurance and coverage and certainly our gratitude for these kind of things and the general people in the community for responding yeah. the way they did. Yeah. Tell us a little bit, Jason. I want to close with, you know, you guys are just going to get a few minutes here to wrap up the show. What, what's going on with you and what's the most important thing as far as takeaways from today go? Um, you know, I always try to bring into the show something that happened recently. I go back to workers' comp. I had a, an ex-client that called me up and he said, hey, I got in a car accident, uh, but it's not workers' comp because I was, you know, on my way home from work. But, you know, so I signed him up for the car accident case from the person that caused, rear-ended him. Mm-hmm. But when you get hurt, from a car accident when you're in the course and scope of your employment, it is a workers' comp case and a civil case. So you actually have two cases. So he was unaware. He was unaware. And they actually, the insurance company lied to him and, and took the position it's not compensable. They're going to lose. <laughs> but but anyway, going and coming to rule, would have, that's like you wake up in the morning, you're on your way to work, you get in a car accident. That is not a compensable work injury. However, if you're a traveling employee and you take home the work vehicle every night, and it's your job to drive around for the employer, you're you're always in the course and scope of your employment. So there okay. is no going and coming. So you need an attorney to find out all these details. That's it. So, yeah. And if you get hurt, a uh, car accident while on the job, don't forget you have two cases. So most of the time, they don't realize that. Mm. And sometimes the attorney doesn't even tell them because they might not do both. When you said earlier that the, the insurance company didn't, are you saying that the driver would contact the employer's insurance to ask if it's covered? Because that's kind of that situation we talked about before, where you're letting the investigator be the litigator well, yeah, as well. This, in this situation, it was the workers' comp carrier that denied the case. So okay. the person, the at-fault driver, everything was fine with the personal injury case. But the workers' comp carrier, because it happened, he reported it to his employer. The workers' comp carrier said, oh, sorry, all you have is a civil case because of you know, going and coming rule. And he so, doesn't know any better. Right. So that was the end of it were yeah. not for him contacting you. Exactly. And there's a lot of that out there. Yeah. I can imagine. All right. Alex Lima, Black Belt Fitness. What's going on over at Black Belt Fitness? 
Um, so all these training camps and stuff that I'm doing, it's, uh, it's all leading up to uh, potentially I'm trying to get a fight in around November, December time. Okay. So I'll definitely let you guys know. Now, do you have a particular weight class in mind or a place, a location? So the last time I fought was uh, last year in April. And I uh, I cut down to middleweight, which is 185. Um, my opponent actually didn't make weight, didn't show up day of the fight. So they found uh, they're like, we drove out to Miami, we had a hotel and everything, and they're like, we don't you're, we don't have anybody for you to fight. Right. I'm like, well, you got to find somebody. I made arrangements <laughs> to be out. Oh, I'm fighting somebody. Right. <laughs> it's you? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so they were like, they they looked around and there was a guy there for a Muay Thai fight. Uh, and they're like, we, well, we got a guy. He's here from Muay Thai, but he says we'll fight you MMA rules. And I said, okay. They're like, but he's a little heavier than you. And like, well, what do you mean? What's a little heavier? Uh-huh. Like, well, he's a light heavyweight. So he actually had like probably 12 pounds on me. Well, and, I, uh, I, that sounds a little nerd. I, I, don't, I don't think I trust this. Hey, we're going to find a guy. <laughs> You'd be surprised, man, how this stuff works. I've, I'm, I don't want to put any organizations on blast, but I've seen them like pull guys from the audience. Yeah. You know, be like, hey, there's actually a great YouTube video of a kid that went to go fight, and I guess he was a little bit of a, of a jerk. Right. His dad was there. They pulled his dad. His dad fought him. It's amazing. Look it up on YouTube. Dad, it's, it's like dad crushes kids MMA dream, and they're throwing hands, man, and he, he drops the kid. It's fun. they they obviously had some things that they needed to work. Oh, yeah, out. I was gonna say, be, they, they forget about Father's Day or something. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but they settled it. So, all right. So, if you're out there and you're interested, and you guys want to know about MMA, but it's just a fitness thing as well, right? Absolutely. I would say the majority of my clientele is actually there. The majority of my clients are there for fitness and for self defense. But I do have uh, kids and some adults that want to go on to that competition level, and we handle that as well. We have the connections for all of that. Now, I got a good panel for this one. We want to, intermittent fasting comes up a lot about with athletes yeah. nowadays. Tell me about do you do you feel there's value there, and do you try any of that stuff? I'm a fan of it. Yeah, I actually, I absolutely do. Um, so the thing I think to remember with intermittent fasting is that it in itself is not a diet. You still need to follow a diet while doing intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting is just a protocol that you're going to follow along with your diet. Okay. So you still need to, while you're doing that, like if you're following keto or whatever diet you choose to follow, um, like for myself, for example, the majority of my food intake comes from nutritious foods. Obviously, we want to avoid sweets, fried, things like that. Uh, but, you know, healthy fats, proteins, fruits and vegetables, So the, which should be the diet that we mm-hmm. all follow anyways. Right. But that needs to be the majority of what you're eating during your feeding window. So but that with intermittent fasting is uh, I've, I notice it helps recovery. My body composition. I'm, a, I'm probably some of the I get to some of the leanest that I've been following all kinds of diets. And so you're not necessarily having your protein to break the fast or you need to break it. It's just about the same composition of meals you've been having, but spaced well, out. Well, Actually, of- a, a, key, a key component for me is when the first meal that I have to break my fast. It, the first thing that I ingest needs to be a healthy fat. OK, I want my body kind of getting on track, being trained to I want you to attack the fat first. So I go, I put healthy fat into oh, my body, usually like peanut butter, maybe avocado, something like that. And then uh, especially peanut butter because it has the protein in it as mm-hmm. well. So that gets, I feel that that gets my body on track. Lots of knowledge for you, boy. Alex Lima got a ton of knowledge for you and uh, certainly lots of MMA skill as well if you want to learn how to do that. Dr. Doug Pro Health, if people want to see you, Doc, what's the best way to, you said the site. Yeah, either the website or just call us. Okay. The easiest way to get an appointment is just call the office at 813-304-2120. Even though we do athletes from around the world, you can see it's up there right now. Right. So there's some very recognized athletes. We're not just about athletes. We see normal, everyday people. We do the car accidents. We do the workers' comp. We do all of that. And we like to say we do it a little bit different than everybody else out there. Um, you already heard how I look at an exam. I look at the whole person, and we're going to listen to you. We're going to look at everything from head to toe, not just your point of pain. I remember you shared a story with us before on the air about a young man whose uh, mom was concerned, and they brought him in, and they couldn't figure out exactly what was going on, and it was an interview. 
that he provided some information to you that mm-hmm. kind of led to the solution. It wasn't necessarily a physical exam. It was talking to the young man. Right. Just talking. Communication. Just communication with everything that all of us up here are doing. If you ask the right questions, if you are really concerned about your client tells on both of yours, everybody, Absolutely. you're going to find out everything you need to know. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that we really like to do in our office is we want to help the people that have not been able to find help somewhere else. And we'll take on the hard cases and we'll find out what's going on and we'll fix it. One of the big takeaways from that whole story for me was that uh, you, sometimes the kid wouldn't share with his parents what he would share with you. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like the athletes, same thing. They, If you develop that relationship and you develop that trust, they will open up to you. And yeah. there's times where I have to ask the parents to, you know what, why don't you go out in the waiting room yeah. and let me talk to your son for a second, your daughter. And we, we find out what's really going on. So back to school physicals, we talked about that. We mm-hmm. talked about uh, accident victims, anything that's going on. Just chronic pain. Any right? type of pain. Back pain, foot pain, anything going on. We Let Dr. Doug take a look because sometimes it's about balance. Mm-hmm. Well, that's another thing that, that I always preach in my office is balance. It's not about point of pain. It's about balancing the entire body. And if we can do that, then all these other things seem to kind of fall into place. Yeah, I thought that was a great you know, holistic approach because a lot of times the doctor is going to zero right in on your elbow or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And it's how you're using what you're doing, how you're using that limb and, and when you're, you know, how do you come by this injury? It could be a, a chronic misuse over time of some, a missed technique or something you're doing that if you don't talk about it, you're never going to, he could fix your elbow briefly until you do it again right yeah you need preventative care mm-hmm. so and maintaining your you know your your diet your physical fitness level and then your you know proper body alignment through everything and then so on it's top, a whole package on top of that the mental aspect of it too and oh, that's yes. one of the things that we do yeah, with every one of our athletes is we get in there and we do the sports psychology and we really break it down and find out what's going on because it's one thing to get them physically better it's another thing to get them mentally back to where that's they need right. to be the holistic approach, Dr. Doug Arvanitas, Pro Health. Had a great show today. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, Jason Coble, Coble Law, came in and talked about first responders, talked a little bit about his casino game and some of the things you need to know as an accident victim. Alex Lima, Black Belt Fitness, he's got camps all over the place. He's got a fight he's going to be pursuing. So keep an eye on him and you don't want to miss that. Dr. Doug, Pro Health, kids are going back to school. Anytime you're not feeling well, go see Dr. Doug over at Pro Health. That was a great show. Consumer Quarterback Show. ConsumerQB.com. Stay with us. Find out how we can help you as Brandon is committed to always providing that information that makes you a better consumer and makes your dollar go a little farther in the marketplace. Thanks so much for joining us. Consumer Quarterback Show. ConsumerQB.com. You've been listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rimes. Whether it's real estate, consumer, or financial advice, let Brandon call your next play. Contact Brandon Rimes at 813-670-7372. That's 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. And join us next time for the Consumer Quarterback Show. Weekday afternoons at 5 on AM. 1380 The Biz